What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Sports Card Madness, the podcast that focuses on sports cards, collectibles, the hobby, and everything else in between. For today's episode, we sat down and went over all the tips and tricks that LZ and I have learned over the years on selling on eBay. So whether you're a noob or even a veteran, I think you'll be able to pick up a few tips from this episode. Let's go. Kick is on the way, and it is Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sports Card Madness. Uh, this is LZ, and I'm here with Nick today. And today, me and Nick want to get into selling cards. We're going to focus on eBay because that's, that's one of the more popular ones. But we really wanted to do this episode because there, there are still probably people who are intimidated by eBay. You know, they're used to going to card shows, maybe selling cards that way, or um, maybe selling over Facebook or some of the other the other platforms. But uh, eBay can be intimidating for, for people. So Nick and I have some good experience doing these. So we want to get into it. We want to talk about that. So, hey, Nick, how's it going? It's good. How man. you doing? It's good. Yeah. yeah. I, um, as we were getting ready for this pod, I had somebody hit me up out of nowhere. Um, apparently, they have some old vintage unopened nba packs and like when i say vintage we're talking 1961 1986 i mean these are mega packs oh oh, this is perfect (laughs) perfect timing let's get into this a little bit let's hear about it (laughs) all right cool (laughs) go a little bit deeper on this wait a minute so vintage vintage packs and old ones uh all right what all right how'd you find this person Give, give us more details well, I actually saw a post. I'm part of the Vintage Basketball Facebook group, which is awesome for the audience if uh, if you want to just check it out. And he he said, hey, I've got this 1961 pack, which I don't think I've ever even seen one of those outside of a slab, like in my life at any show ever or even an auction. So that's that's saying something. And, um, you know, he put it up for a reasonable price. I think it was like 5,500 or something like that. Slabbed, that is like, 18 grand but of course it might not slap that's the rub mm. and 60 61 i mean that's like you know the rookie class is like jerry west and will chamberlain and it's like their first card it's i mean it, if the cards are in good shape it's just it's just like a bonkers pack i don't even know how many of them can even exist anymore um so it, it's just crazy that that's only one pack that's only like he's got others it's that's nuts. insane that's insane. Where where's this guy located? He's he's local. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty close. Yeah. He's about that's... 20 25 minutes from my house. I'm oh, like, man, I'm coming it. by this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's close. <laughs> that's definitely know? a weekend road yeah, I gotta... trip. I know, I hear you. <laughs> so he's got an 86 Fleer and I might check that one out too, but um I don't know, man. I got a problem with packs. Like if I if I have a pack in my possession, it's in my safe like ah, man, I have a hard time not opening that thing. I'm I feel like I'm going to end up cracking it. So if I get it, I'm going to like give it to you. And say, you know what, LZ, you <laughs> hold that thing. Safe. No matter what I say, yeah. you're not allowing yeah. me to open that. Unless, we'll unless I give you the safe word. Other than that, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> don't open it. Exactly. Anyway. Oh, oh, that's that's awesome. Wow, perfect timing right before the pod that that this came up. That's yeah. really cool. Really cool. It's fun. Yeah, you're gonna have often. to keep us all posted on that one. I will. I will. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So eBay. eBay. Yes. So let's let's get into it. Hopefully this this will be helpful. I think it'll be helpful for everybody because I'm sure we'll uncover something. Um, we're going to do a Madness University. I have a feeling at least something will come out in Madness University for everybody. But, you know, I mentioned that people sell in a lot of different ways, right? If they are selling, you know, a lot of trades too, but if they're selling the card shows and Facebook and if people do it over Instagram and whatnot, but how do you, let's start with you, Nick, question for you around how are you determining what cards you want to put on eBay? Yeah, you know, I would say eBay is like almost my last resort in some cases, but I sell most of the time very rare high-end things that are signed. And for those type of things, you know, it's it's almost better to go private seller. And I obviously know a community of people that are interested in those cards. I'm part of groups that are into, the, into those cards. So it's very easy for me to post on those groups and say, got these cards for sale, who's interested? Or my own Instagram. Eight times out of 10, that gets the job done. Um, there's a lot less hassle. There's no fees, uh, which is great. You don't have to deal with like the time of listing and all of that. When all else fails and nobody's interested in my cards, then, mm-hmm. then I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, fine. I have to go on eBay. And it's not that bad of a chore. Um, but, you know, there are fees associated with it and everything. So it's it's kind of process of elimination. I try private first and then I do eBay second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For it, all of those things that you said. Plus, there's a little bit of like an entertainment value. And throwing it on eBay, especially if you're doing like an auction style, um, you know, maybe you don't know what the card is really worth. And you're like, oh, it would be great if I just hit this at the right point on the right Sunday afternoon. And I have 10 people paying attention and maybe it starts a bidding war. So, you know, for those who, for those people who who want to maybe get a little entertainment value out of out of selling that that could that could also be a, an option as well. And, and it's it's a little bit of the easy button too, because they do a lot of it for you. You're paying that service fee, yeah. but you know, they do a little bit from it's promoting. not that much of a chore. It's no, you know, you can probably do it in a couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I mentioned the other the other options. You you mentioned a couple, right? If you if you can't do it in these in these groups and 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 what have you. Um yeah, sometimes again, it just comes down to maybe maybe I'm lazy and I don't want to do all the research, or I just kind of want to set it and forget it, and and that's that's why I'll do it. But on the research side, and I think this is important: if you're gonna list something on eBay, try not to be lazy. <laughs> try not to take the route that I just mentioned and be lazy about it, and do some research on what yeah. the card is worth. Um, and then once you understand that, you can understand how maybe you want to list it. And we'll get into that in a second. But I do want to cover the researching side of it. So for me, for me, one of the first things I do is I go actually on eBay and I will enter the card that I'm thinking of selling. And I will actually do a sort a filter, not by sale price, because a lot of people make that mistake. I will go in and I will go by sold price. I will filter or sort by sold price and completed items. So if you sort by those, those are actually going to give you 
the last group of sales. And you can keep scrolling down, I think, forever, or at least it goes back for a ways. And you can see all the last comps and sales of that card. That's a really important piece because a lot of people make that mistake. I see a lot of kids making that mistake. Uh, they get really excited. My son has made that mistake. He gets super excited when he's looking up a card. And he's like, oh, dad, this is worth $100. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's go search it up. Or maybe I'll do it like behind the scenes and I'll go search it up so I know how to let him down easily. And then you look it up and yeah, it's selling. It's trying to be sold for 100 but it sells for 20 bucks. So that's really, really important. Um, you know, there, there are some other apps that are really good that will give you even more information. It'll give you information on um, auction houses and things like that. But Nick, why don't... So that that's definitely the eBay side of the research that you absolutely need to do. What other ways are there to research? Yeah, so you you almost just, just mentioned it, but 130 point is great. So mm-hmm. um, they... They actually pulled data from several auction houses, PWCC, Golden, probably another one I'm not thinking of, as well as eBay. So you can hit that, boom, it searches them all. Um, You'll find that most people at at card shows, if they have good Wi-Fi, um, that's another issue. If you have good Wi-Fi and you can actually do a search on 130 point, that's typically what people are using for comps. Mm -hmm. Um, If that doesn't cut it, Again, there are probably 50 auction houses and there are probably like, you know, there's five massive ones. You can, you can start to find comps, um, just Google, you know, collectibles, auction house, sports cards, auction house, right? Just go down the list, um, go to heritage, see if the card sold there, go to Leland's, see if the card sold there and keep going and going. Um, you know, if there's no comps at the end of that road, You've got something interesting and probably pretty rare. I've been I've been here with a few signed things. Then you kind of have to go to private sales and just say, okay, like go on the Facebook forum. And in that forum, you can Google, you know, uh, Wilt Chamberlain signed, you know, something like that. And it'll come up like the posts with people selling that. And so you can say, oh, all right, cool. Two years ago, this guy was trying to sell it. Looks like in the comments, it didn't get sold. Um, or maybe it did. Reach out to that person. What'd you buy it for? Um, you know, that might not be perfect. It might not be current. And then if you want to get really current, just just throw it out there. Hey, what would you guys buy this for? I mean, you could literally crowdsource your own information in there. Not not every like Facebook group allows that, but some of them do. And just say, what do you guys think this is worth? I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, what do you think? So that's what I would do if it gets really rare. For the most part, you don't have to get, go down that far though. No, there, there's probably been... For you a little bit more, probably, but for me only just a handful of time. I've I've run right. into that, but yeah, I was going to bring it up to the the Facebook groups, and we've mentioned this before. Right, one of the reasons why we love being in this hobby is just for some of these groups that we belong to because they're great, like super knowledgeable, very friendly people, and it never hurts to ask. So yeah. definitely get involved with these groups. We're going to say it over and over again. Get involved with some of these Facebook groups and these forums, and just ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's huge. Um, back to the the one thirty point app. The thing I love about that one is it's easier. It's definitely yeah. easier than uh, than the eBay route because that one only focuses on sold items, so you don't even have to do the filtering, right? It's just Ugh. it's just showing you, just showing you the sold. So highly recommend that. There are other apps, as Nick Nick mentioned, you can just search it. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely look into that. 
Um, all right. So trying to do this in a little bit of chronological order for, for everybody in the audience and, and my own mental sanity here. So we've now researched our card or we've decided we're going to throw it on eBay. Yep. We've researched the card. We understand the value of it. Maybe what we want to ask for, or if we want to do an auction, maybe what we're hoping to get for it, if not more. Um, the other thing that that eBay has is you'll see this a lot is you'll have a single card and sometimes you'll have a lot like a actual group of cards that people will be selling. Um, let's say you have a set. I know we talk about it a lot. Let's say if you you have the 1986 Flair basketball sticker set, just that one. You have mm -hmm. the full set. Obviously, Jordan's in there, but you have a lot of other Hall of Famers. Um, what would you go through to decide whether you want to sell the whole lot or do I just want to sell Jordan and then the bird and then the magic and then the Elijah one? Like what, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah. I think of a couple things here. Um, when it comes to lots and single items on eBay, you need to think about what you have. So an 86 Fleer sticker set is very consistent finite set certain number of cards they belong together they look good together they're meant to be together that is a good thing to sell as a lot however if you do you are risking the value of the jordan depending on what it looks like and, and all of that because the jordan is probably two-thirds of the value of that lot so if your jordan is just on the money depending on the grade or whatever i don't know if this is raw um you might do better just listing that Jordan and seeing what happens. Then if all else fails, you can say, you know, full sticker set minus the Jordan and it will mm -hmm. probably do okay. It's up to you though. You know, there's convenience. Now you need to have two auction listings. Now it's going to take more time. Um, so it's really a call about speed and like getting the, the most dollar amount, you, you might be okay with just, you know, two or 3% less money uh, to not have to deal with two auctions and not have to wait. Right. So it's all, it's all about that balance. Mm -hmm. Now that's a set that belongs together. Um, that's really the only time I like a lot on eBay. There's, I guess there's one other time where it's like a player, like here's a, you know, uh, a Zion Williamson lot, you know, it's like 43 yep. cards might mm -hmm. be a bad example now. Right. But, mm -hmm. uh, or here's a LeBron James lot again, they sort of fit together. They belong together. It makes sense together. Now where this doesn't work and I have done this and I am guilty of this, I'll have a bunch of crap I need to get rid of. And I just don't want to deal with like eight listings. So I will throw this hodgepodge stew of cards together and just say, mm -hmm. Vintage lot. And it's like, you know, this signed random card and then, th you know, this other non-signed card. I just don't care. I'm willing to take like a 25% hit on that to just get it out of my closet. Um, so it's a good deal for the buyer and yeah. it's good for me because I get rid of it. And, you know, it's not ideal and you will definitely get at least a 25% haircut by doing that, but it's been worth it sometimes. So, so we're going to do, we are going to do an episode on buying on sure. ebay so let's definitely talk about that because you're right there are that's a good way you're searching on ebay you look for lots so you can find some deals definitely you can, can definitely find some deals 
Yeah, for for me, when when I do lots, it's it's similar to what you talked about. About you know, you ended up getting kind of screwed in that situation a couple times. But um, yeah, the, the Zion one. There, there's definitely been occasions where I have like a lot of a particular rookie, and a lot of them are like base cards. But then I have like that one primo card as well, and it's like, oh man, I have this inventory that I need to get rid of. So I'm going to take that primo card and I'm going to throw like a dozen other of that same player into the lot just to just to move inventory. So that that is an option for for people. Yep, definitely an option. Um all right, so chronologically now you've decided whether you're going to do a single single card or a lot. I think this is actually a really good time for Madness University cuz we're at all the right. stage so, with further ado, let's get into Madness University. Perfect. Okay. So, you've decided. Well, let's let's focus right now just on a single card. It doesn't really matter, Nick. All right. You're you're going to list a single card, and really the first step you need to do is listing the card. Um. So let's let's go through a little Madness University tips on some of the best tricks that you've seen to get your card to really pop and stand out on with these million other cards on eBay. So what are, what are some of the things that you do? All right, sure. I'm going to layer this, right? There's basic marketing that everybody should do. And then there's, um, I've had a career in digital marketing and I've done well. There's kind of like a next level that you can get to with this listing. So I won't get into the paid stuff on eBay. That can get complicated. We're just going to stick to listing this for free because um, that's probably what most of us want to do. So first of all, um, think of a car. You want to sell a car? Would you get that car washed before you sell it? Or would you just like throw it in the driveway and like take pictures? Probably get it washed, right? Yeah, obviously, yes. So Hopefully. the same, <laughs> the same thing applies to cards. Like you want them to look good. If if they're in like a protective sleeve that's got dings and dust on it, and it's been in there since the seventies, take the sleeve off and put a new one on. Mm -hmm. Or if you find that it's not taking a good photo because the sleeve has a, a flash to it, angle it better. You know, put something dark behind it. You can even uh, Nick. Nick, I would even say, like, if you have the option and you trust yourself, take it out of the sleeve altogether because yeah, it sure. is going to be a better picture out of the sleeve. Like, even a slabbed PSA slab, like, you're going to pick up some glare sometimes. Of course. So, if you have the option, take it out. Um, I'm sure many of us have printers that are also scanners at our house. So, what a lot of um, auction sites will do is they'll get black construction paper. Um, you know, you probably got that like lying around. If not, you know, that's a dollar somewhere. Uh, you throw that on the scanner on the, the top part of the card. So it scans through and it's a black background. That's solid. And then you can crop that and, and make that look really good and save it to your computer. So mm -hmm. that, that'll typically give you a really good photo. If you don't have a printer, again, black construction paper, take a picture behind it. If there's a lot of glare, just, just block it. You can block it with your body. <laughs> It'll probably be fine. Um, but have a decent photo and have a photo of the front and the back. And that's that's really all you need. You don't need to get crazy with the sides and stuff like that. Um front and back is is fine. If um, I could if I could add one more piece of photos because I could, I think you're probably going to move on to the next tip. The other thing you can do as well, if you're if you're getting cards slabbed and I'm going to use PSA as the example, 
you can log on to the PSA portal for all your cards that have been slabbed, Ooh. graded, and you can download their official picture that they took of the card. And you can use that. So that is going to be a pristine photo. I've done that many, many times. It's usually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great, yep. that's, I, you know what, LZ? I never do that. So uh, you just taught yeah. me something. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing I do to save time, it's a little bit lazy. There's a lot of stuff to fill out when you list an item that can get annoying. So if this item exists somewhere else and it's not super rare, I'll go on eBay and I'll find a listing for the same thing. And I will literally copy and paste the description and then just kind of make it my own, you know? So that gives you like 70% of what you need. And obviously you need to change it, like depending on the shipping and like maybe misnumbered it or whatever, where your card's a little bit different, but take that cut and paste it. That will pre-populate a lot of stuff. And oftentimes when you go to list on eBay and you enter just like 1986, you know, Michael Jordan, it'll say, is this your card? And if you say yes, that will save you so much work. It's just like a pre-populated list of the set and the player and and PSA graded, and then you can enter the cert number and all that. Um, so that's a huge one. I mean, th- this is just basic stuff, right? So now you got your photo, you've got your description. The title is important and you're limited in characters, um, obviously. So a couple tips here. This gets into a little bit of digital marketing. Um, if you are ever advertising anything online, and are limited in space, and you're doing it through text, capitalize the first letter of every word. Big companies do this um, in AdWords and just advertising online. It makes it stand out, and it doesn't technically use any more space, even though it's bigger because it's the same number of characters. Right, it's the characters. Mm -hmm. You capitalize and just test it out for yourself, like on Microsoft Word or whatever you're using, Google Docs. just make like a sentence, like Mary had a little lamb. Do it like regular and then do it with the first letter of each word capitalized. It stands out, it pops. So Absolutely. that's a, an important, cheat free, easy hack, right? Um, sometimes you want combo. If your card's signed, some people might only Google signed in eBay. They might not Google auto and vice versa. So sometimes in the title, I'll put like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar signed PSA 10 auto. <laughs> And then that way you're pulled by both searches. Like that's super important too. Um, One other tip, you know, emojis are your friend. That's just, you know, I might be 43, but this is just life now. And you have to use emojis to- Rocket ships, fire. Fire, (laughs) like blow horns, sirens. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if this card's not fire, it's fire to you, man. So you, you throw that fire emoji first. Um, and you know, just try to make it stand out because think of human nature, right? You're going to go through the feed. And if you've got like 10 of the similar card, the one with the fire emoji might give you half a second more attention. Right. So, and that's important to people who are new to eBay. Like that's not hard. Like don't be intimidated by the fact that Nick just said, like add a fireball (laughs) to your title. It's, it's really not like your phone. If you're doing using your phone, like you have the option instead of the, the keyboard, you can choose emojis. Go to that keyboard, choose the fireball or the rocket ship or whatever it is. Like, th- don't overthink this. This isn't this isn't a difficult thing. So yeah, you can even Google yeah. the emoji. Like I've done this because I'm too lazy to go to my emoji keyboard on the Mac. So I'll just Google like fire siren emoji, and then I just drag, copy, paste. <laughs> You're you done. Go. So mm-hmm. you could do it on on a desktop as well, which you might be doing on eBay because it gets a little little funky. But you know, I think if you do those things right, that's that's important. Um, 
LZ, do you want to talk about the timing of the auction now mm. in Madness University? Because that, that's a big yeah. part of this. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know about you, but for me, like I, I always am like researching when is the best time and paying attention to when is the best time for your item to end. So your listing to end. Um, especially if you're doing if you're doing an auction, right? When you want it to end. Now you have the option of um i think you can do three five seven you might even be able to like choose your own adventure and do do whatever you want i wouldn't recommend that you don't want to have it out there for for too long um i i i typically go with like the five to seven day but to me it's very important on when it ends yeah. you want to pick a day where you know that the majority of people are going to be around their laptop or around their phone, like paying attention to their phone. So what days are those or what times of days are those? Well, certainly at night, I think is good. Um, but we live in a very, I'm just focusing on the United States right now, but it doesn't even matter. It's the world. We all have time zones, right? So you got to think about that. For me, Nick, Sunday nights for me, I believe is the best time. For, au for auctions, listings to end. Um, I think the sweet spot, and again, I'm going to focus just on the US where I live, right? I think for me, the sweet spot is like 9 p.m. on a Sunday. 9 p.m. on a Sunday, even on the East Coast, typically people aren't in bed yet, but also it's six o'clock on the West Coast. Maybe people are done with dinner by that point, but I think you're going to get a good group of people who are paying attention who can be by their phone be by their their laptop or their desktop to enter that last bid that they want to place so that's that's definitely the way to go do you have any other opinions or are you kind of in the same same vein as me with that yeah, under no circumstances whatsoever end your auction at 2 a.m ever um, no, <laughs> I, I'm an early bed guy. I don't even stay up for the 10 PM auctions, to be honest. I've missed out on cards because I fell asleep. Mm -hmm. Um, nine's perfect. You know, I, I totally agree with that. Sunday is great. In my opinion, typically the longer the auction, the better it does. There are two types of auctions though. Buy it now could be in perpetuity. You could have a 60 day auction, right? Mm -hmm. In quotes. But, um, if you're throwing it up there at a dollar and just letting it fly, uh, you want the longest period of time possible. So go mm -hmm. for the longest one, 10 days, whatever they, whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a good point. I didn't, I didn't think of that part of it, but that's, that is really, really important. Um, to the point around, you know, you missing auctions that maybe ended at 2 AM or even 10 PM. There was a couple, I, I, I ended up, um, I was tracking perfect example. This is why you don't want to do this. There was an auction that I was tracking and I was bidding on and it ended on like a Wednesday at like 2 p.m. And I'm I mean, I'm working. Right. So like me, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, all right, I'm going to remember to check this thing right before 2 p.m. Try to get my last bid in. I completely forgot, completely forgot. Like it's it's 2 p.m. on a work day. Like so keep that in mind. And what I ended up doing like that, that card actually didn't sell like nobody nobody ended up bidding on it so i actually reached out to the to the seller and i said hey like i was tracking this thing you know i was going to try to pay attention the last half an hour and see where it was going um i saw that it didn't sold like do you want to do a different deal like i'll pay what what your your listing price was 
And the cool, I mean, the seller was cool. He's like, yeah, I've been looking to get rid of this. Like, I'll just sell it to you for what I, what I originally listed it as. Um, but yeah, like don't set yourself up for failure with uh, time is very, very important. Um, that's, that's a good segue into kind of the different options and we've touched on all of them, right? So again, you, you understand the value Nick walked you through. These are kind of some of the tips with, with listing. I think, I think one of the most important ones is the title you listing the title correctly, but then you have different auction. Do uh, you have different options? You have an auction, which we just covered a lot. Um, you have buy now. Those are kind of the two main ones. You have the auction and the buy now. So auction, you're going to set it at a dollar, or maybe you're going to set it at fifty dollars because it's a high value item, and you just want to make sure. But you're going to do that. the The buy now version is okay. I don't want to mess around with auctions. I want to make sure that I get at least this price. Did my research. I think this card is worth $200. I'm going to put it on for $199. Or maybe you're like, no, it's worth $200. I want to actually make a good profit. I'm going to see if I can um, see what the, the market is demanding here. I'm going to, if it's worth $200, maybe I'm going to put it on for $300 and see what happens. Um, you know, the good thing with that is, is it's safe, right? Because someone can't snake in and, and grab it for me for a hundred bucks. They have to pay the 300. Um, so the good thing about that is you put it out there for 300. Maybe your, your listing lasts for two weeks or a month. Um, the good thing about eBay is if no one buys it for 300, let's say, um, eBay will automatically repost it for you at that same price, but you also have the option to change that price at any time. So you have those two options. And then the third one that you can add is you can do a buy now uh, feature. And that is typically you see that with an auction. Um, so with an auction, maybe let's use the $200 card example. Um, you want to get at least 200 but you're hoping that it goes to a thousand in this auction. Um, you can start it at one dollar. You can add an option that says buy now for two hundred bucks, and then you see where it goes. So you have a couple couple different options there with how to sell the card. Am I forgetting any, Nick? I think those are kind of the three main. No, that's ones. that's good. Yeah, th there's a yeah. hybrid one where you could. Um, it's like you tempt somebody. You can say. All right, the starting bid is 500 and then the buy it now price is you know 600 and mm -hmm. I mean I don't know if I'd play games if you're just starting at this like LZ just said you either want to set a buy it now price that's reasonable and you want or you want to just throw it in at a dollar. I will say this if you do the buy it now um there's a, there's a massive tip here. Um make sure you adjust where you can get offers. If you put in like anybody can make an offer, you're going to get so much like junk, like $2, $3, $4. They're going to try to game it to see if you put an auto accept in there. So put like a threshold saying, you know, deny all offers below a hundred dollars or something like that. Cause that's just ridiculous and unreasonable. And it mm -hmm. will save you a lot of emails and time. Good call. Good call. All right. So now working through. So now the card has sold. Ooh. How are you going to get that card to the individual? Let's talk about shipping. Sure. Um, options and supplies so talk about first when you, you know that's another thing you got to figure out when you're listing is what you want your shipping to be 
So talk about that and then we'll go to supplies that you need. Yeah. So this depends on the value of the card. Um, if this is just your straightforward, I would say under a couple thousand dollar card um, that can kind of be insured through the post office. That's one thing. If this is like, you know, starting to get over five or 10 grand, that's another thing. So let's just stick with the cheaper version for now. Um, you sold this card for 500 bucks, right? Great. Awesome. What I used to do, I used to go outside of eBay and print a label, do all that either through postal service or UPS and eBay to their credit, they actually do it quite seamlessly and save you some time. So you're able to purchase the label and that label can either be paid for immediately separately, or the proceeds can be taken out of the auction, um, out of the, the sale price that's sold. So they'll mm -hmm. subtract the shipping price automatically and you're good to go. And what's nice is the address is pre-populated so you can't make a mistake. <laughs> you know, typing it in somewhere else, messing up the apartment number, something like that. It's so easy. And right there, I mean, you, you designate the shipping that you offer um, during the sale. So when you actually list it, it'll say, do you want to charge for shipping or not? Um, and most times I say free shipping because it's like, it just stands out. But um, so you can actually choose. And then when you get to the point that you're there, you can either, you know, choose first class or um, I think it's called a like ground advantage now. It's it's the postal service, but they have mm -hmm. the same bulk rates that like a pirate ship or anybody else would have, but it's pre-populated and it's automatically tracked. If you go outside eBay, not only do you have to make that label yourself and hope you don't make mistakes, but you also have to take that tracking number and to get paid, um, you have to enter that tracking number into eBay successfully. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers yes. and, and it has to get punched in right and tracked and all that. So I just print it out through eBay. Boom, you're good, right? So now how do you how do you actually ship the card? If it's in a slab, that's actually great. Those things are like semi-indestructible. I just go to Staples. I get like a nine by seven padded envelope. So it's a little bit waterproof, like a manila type thing. Self-stick, just peel it off. I literally drop the slab in, seal it, you know, tape the um, tape the label to it, put it in my mailbox. Done. If it is a raw card, there's, there's like a little more stuff you got to do. What I typically do is I'll take um, a couple pieces of cardboard. We've got plenty of that lying around the house. Um, I get I have a big bag of elastics I bought like two years ago that I still have. And I'll slap it like a sandwich. It's like a cardboard sandwich. Nice cardboard and elastic around it. I don't typically use tape because I don't want to like mess things up too much. And then I'll drop it in and I'll say like, do not bend or something like that. If it's really, if it's getting expensive, I might, I might start finding like hard plastic and things like that to mm -hmm. slip in there. Um, you know, there's a lot of options you can use for that. Most of it's free stuff you get anyway. So you slip it in, um, write do not bend on it, write fragile, pray a little bit, do a dance. Um, I sometimes, if it's really expensive, I'll take a video of it real quickly, just putting it in the Dropbox at UPS um, or putting it in my mailbox or something like that. Um, you know, purchase insurance. If you're worried, it's, yeah. it's, it's pennies on a dollar. It was 20, it's probably 25 bucks for a couple grand. That's, that's peace of mind, man. It's peace of mind. So, mm -hmm. I mean, those are really the, the tips. I mean, you can start getting into boxes and things like that and really like Fort Knoxing the thing for, for more expensive stuff, but. Yeah. One, one additional tip I would say with, with Nick, when, when he mentioned like the raw cards that aren't in a slab is if you're going to put the cards in a top loader, make sure that you put a little bit of tape on the top 
of the top loader to kind of seal that card in because I've had, I think I bought three cards once in a small lot and they showed up. They were in a, a manila envelope like Nick's talking about and they showed up and all three of them had like fallen out of the top loader cases and were just floating around in the envelope because the seller didn't just take the time to put a little piece of tape on top of the top loader so those cards don't fall out. So that's just like another small tip. You know, you learn from everybody's mistakes, right? People learn from my mistakes too. But that was just like, a, once that showed up at my house, that was like an aha moment. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to make sure, you know, going forward, I always put a piece of tape. On One other of thing top loaders. to save you money, you know, we've all, if you're about to sell a card, you've probably bought a lot of cards. I save a lot of the stuff it come th that comes to me, right? They send you the cardboard sandwich. I just chuck it in my closet. I reuse the cardboard sandwich. It's probably been used like 10 times. Who knows? Um, I also like, I get advice. I'm like, wow, this guy packed this like really well. That's brilliant. What he did, like a couple of like top loaders as a sandwich or who knows, right? So, you know, just be resourceful, like save the stuff that comes to you and save yourself a few bucks at Staples. Recycle everybody. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's, that's, that's it. That's it. You got to recycle. I do the same exact thing. That's great. All right. So I think we've now walked through. I think we walked through everything, Nick, right? We talked about researching the card. We talked about listing the card. We talked about shipping the card. Um, and you know, we did mention that we're, we're definitely going to do a uh, buying on eBay. And, and as we were talking through this too, and I know we're focusing strictly on cards. We focus, obviously, this is a sports card podcast, but I think this would be good for anything, right? You might be listening to this thinking about how to oh, yeah. sell your sports cards, but if you have some random book or whatever it is, piece of clothing, like you can, it's the same tricks, same rules no matter what you're selling on eBay. So this can really be used whatever on eBay. So keep right. that in mind, everybody. This isn't just for cards. A lot of tips, a lot of tips there. One other thing, yeah. um, I wanted to mention, you know, uh, when you sell a card at a certain point that becomes a taxable thing. So, you know, once you're on eBay, you got to make sure there's, there's now there's going to be a little bit of, um, you know, there's some financial aspects to it. I think you're okay if it's under $600. Again, I'm not a, a tax advisor. Um, but once it gets over 600, I believe eBay issues you a W9 for, for the sales. So just make sure you're squirreling away a little bit of percentage of your proceeds for tax time because when you do your taxes, you will probably owe some money depending on what you paid for the card and, and all of that. So yeah, great call out. Fantastic call out, Nick. Great. All right. Well, everybody, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I, I know Nick and I did. I think Nick learned something. I know I learned something today and hopefully all of you did. Like always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it is Spotify, whether it is Apple Music, whether it is Google Google Store. Um, and also follow us on YouTube because we have a YouTube channel as well. Um, and on Instagram, Nick is um, Boston Card Hunter. I am Autograph Stalker. And um, hope you all enjoy the day, everybody. So take care. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon.